to the DRS Zone Podcast. Daily racing stories. Holy mac and cheese balls. From guests who probably know more than you or think they do. No, Mikey. No, no, Mikey. That was so not right. Can you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Listen to stories well known. Stories well known. Lesser known. Lesser known. And never told. And never told. With another episode of Daily Racing Stories today. Now, here's your host, RJ. What is up, everybody? It has been a long two weeks since we last talked here at Daily Racing Stories. Back again, though. A little bit of a hiatus. We're here. We're a family. Uh, Sounded like an Olive Garden slogan. Anyways, Daily Racing Stories. We have had a lot in the last two weeks. Let's take it from the top, starting with Coda. Too long, didn't read version. Previous guest, Chaz, a.k.a. the biggest Latifi fan in the United States, episode 41 of the DRS Zone podcast. Go check it out. Shameless plug there. Anyways, Chaz, previous guest in that episode mentioned, who had a Nicholas Latifi tattoo prior to going to Coda, actually had the chance to meet Latifi, got his arm signed by Latifi, and was actually looking for a tattoo artist that weekend in Austin to get it formally signed. Very cool to hear Chaz's story. Definitely go check it out, guys. On top of it, I will say I am actually not certain if he actually got it tattooed or not. So Chaz, if you are listening, I invite you back onto the show. Let's hear more about your story. I would love a follow-up episode. We can go from there. Going through with Coda as well, Max Verstappen obviously finally wrapped up his world title there and obviously won the race as well very crazy to see at one point we had Sebastian Vettel in the lead we had Lewis Hamilton in the lead we had Alonzo who got in a absolutely crazy crash uh I tweeted out the meme the Dominic Toretto uh where his car is essentially just going up in the air which is absolutely insane I know other people in Formula One specifically Bryson from the tech uh Tech Heads F1 podcast was chatting about, you know, the comparison essentially between a uh, airplane taking off close to, you know, Alonzo as well. Uh, I cannot wait to see if that is a scene on Drive to Survive, especially the reaction between Alonzo and Stroll, considering those guys are going to be teammates next year, which was absolutely nuts. Let's not forget also going towards the podium, seeing Shaq actually come back, which to me was amazing. I think Shaq needs to be the honorary uh, trophy presenter at every single race in Coda from this point until the end of time. If you disagree with me, let me know why, but I don't really think you could ask much more for that, especially considering he's just driving this absolutely obnoxiously long, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, just like (laughs) ginormous Lincoln in a way from like the 1950s. It's something like Wario would drive on a Mario Kart nowadays going forward though obviously we also did hear uh, a little bit more controversy going into this weekend where we had did have some fans buzzing um, at the Mexican Grand Prix regarding Max Verstappen's uh, reasoning behind boycotting Sky F1 calling comments you know disrespectful uh, from certain personalities obviously geared towards Ted Kravitz in particular 
on top of it we do see a lot of the trolling going on instagram uh in regards to that as well which is uh never a good uh thing when it comes to sports and, and to back up really quick before that the coolest part i will say of coda before i forget here is seeing the fans on twitter instagram their accounts you follow interacting with each other i thought was absolutely awesome i know a few people in particular even got to meet uh lewis hamilton in george which i thought was absolutely you know amazing i think that's really what twitter and a lot of social media is all about not only connecting you know with your teams and your drivers and, and whatnot but also interacting with fans as well that you meet on social media so make it positive obviously don't make it toxic going back to mexico though uh, you know, we have Max Verstappen with just, you know, coming out with these comments saying, you know, he's not going to conduct any more interviews with Sky. We also had Christian Horner saying the same. We do know that there is a reduction with Red Bull when it comes to wind tunnel time going forward next year as the punishment was laid out. Here are a lot of different controversy regarding what it should be or shouldn't be. I think if you just made it a really hard cost cap, I think the life would go on. I'm not really sure. You know, was this enough? Wasn't it enough? Time will only tell. I feel like in a lot of other leagues, it should get that way as well. NFL has no issues with it. NBA is struggling with it because you get these super teams. You know, I, I think that money obviously is going to be garnished in different ways for different teams for different things. It just does obviously beg the question, where did that money go for Max Verstappen? And was it unfairly given to him to help get that title? I, I'm not here to debate that at all. Just interesting. Obviously, we're sharing it. If you've watched Formula One, uh, you know that as well. Max Verstappen this week as well did wrap up another win. 14 race wins in a season. Now the most all-time. Absolutely nuts. We know he is flying around with that Red Bull. Again, another race where strategy did come in hand. Personally, I thought Hamilton running on the hards even though they didn't have the grip there, initially made sense if they were just going for that one-stop strategy. Ironically enough, you know, there was a virtual safety car towards the end when we did see Danny Rick take out Sonoda. Not a real one, so that strategy wasn't fully employed, but it did at least see Hamilton, you know, get on the podium, which was good for Mercedes. Hamilton's chances at a race win this season, not looking too hot. I do believe the Red Bull is more suited for the uh, upcoming race in Brazil, which means Hamilton could go winless uh, this season and obviously extending his uh, most races without a race victory to a unparalleled number, which I can't think of right now. Anyways, the coolest part I did think of the Mexican Grand Prix, which again, a lot of buzz around it. I'm going to start the petition. I'm sure it's actually probably already out there to make the Mexican uh, rendition of the F1 theme song actually the rendition for all countries and I'm not actually sure if Mexico is the only one that has a special rendition I gotta imagine maybe there is one in Brazil since that's coming up maybe there's been one in some of the races overseas I haven't listened to but to hear the Mexican rendition I thought it was way better than at least the American version here uh, in the states I would love to see that be a more permanent um, threshold Verstappen obviously now has the all-time record with two races to go for most points scored in a season. In case you are a statistician, tongue twister there, uh, the top five leaders for most points in a season all time. Last season, Max Verstappen, Max Verstappen actually broke the top five 
with 396 out of a possible 581 with Red Bull. He was one point shy of Sebastian Vettel with 397 back in 2013. Lewis Hamilton in 2018 had 408. And then Lewis Hamilton in 2019 had 413 out of a possible 546. With two races left, Max Verstappen officially has 416 points with 544 up for grabs. He claims yet another record for the 2022 season. I got to imagine it's just going to keep going and going and going. But I suppose we shall see. There's still some races left. I would have absolutely loved to see Checo win that race in his home crowd. Uh, the cooler parts, I think, of the race in general and the respect for a lot of sportsmanship. I'm not a huge fan of booing in any sporting event uh, in particular. To see fans boo Lewis, especially with the Red Bull there, I guess I see it. You know, obviously there's a rivalry there, but to see Checo actually, you know, wave his finger, tell the fans not to, I thought that was obviously really admirable as well. Um, and, you know, just a good sight. Also, let's not forget the star of the show, the uh, Checo's dad. Uh, I would have, we get the helmet cams, I would have loved to see a cam at him the entire race. Absolutely awesome to see, you know, that father son relationship. Especially with Checo and also between Lewis's dad, which I thought was uh, really cool as well. Um, I will say, on top of it all, excuse me there. The one aspect of the Mexican Grand Prix a lot of people have been chatting about on social media is that the race itself was really boring. Personally, as other people have reached out to me as well, I thought it was actually pretty entertaining. I think not having a crash is maybe the way races should be raced. Obviously, there was that collision between Danny Rick. I think it was a lot more strategy-based, which we haven't seen as much this season with a lot of the bigger crashes that have gone on. Uh, you did see Fernando Alonso at the end obviously get extremely frustrated, um, and rightly so, towards the end of the race, given his comments with Lewis Hamilton regarding that, you know, uh, Max's titles were harder fought than Lewis's. And Lewis responding with the thumbs up troll emoji. And then waiting in the you know, the breakdown room, the cool down room, whatever you want to call it. Uh, whatever the actual term is. My apologies there. And then just kind of, you know, sipping on his water. I'm sure probably smirking in some ways. Must have been uh, felt nice for him as well. And to see Danny Rick, uh, that was entertaining. You know, I don't know if anyone caught the clip of him. Something out of Looney Tunes. Uh, him essentially fake shooting a gun as he's tracking down Ocon on a main straight, which I don't know about driving a car at excess of uh, almost 200 miles an hour and taking one hand off the wheel to, to shoot a gun like he's coming after him, but that was absolutely hilarious. Uh, Danny Rick probably had his race of the season in that point, obviously to get dinged for a 10-second time penalty with Sonoda, but... He did look strong. Uh, we do know he's not racing next year, but to have a race like that, I got to imagine, did feel a little bit better for him. And on top of it, too, you know, still had a little bit of controversy, I guess, there. You know, we, we, <laughs> I can have to go back with the Sky Sports interview, but I was really hoping that would be brought up. Uh, it obviously wasn't, but I kind of like stirring the pot like that. But overall, I thought it was a really uh, interesting and intriguing race. We do have one race coming up here. 
can Hamilton get it done and get on a podium? Can Mercedes get on a podium or rather get a race win with George Russell as well? Will there be a comeback with Ferrari? I did see a lot of people, obviously, it being Halloween tonight, uh, out in costumes. I couldn't tell if the clowns were dressed up as Ferrari strategists or if Ferrari strategists were dressed up as clowns. Uh, that could have been an absolutely horrible or great dad joke. I'm not sure, but you get the picture here. Anyways, that's all I got for you in this episode of Daily Racing Stories. We'll have another one coming up shortly here as well, just regarding some interesting facts from around the grid. If you like the podcast, let me know. Try to leave a five-star rating or review. Thoughts, comments, concerns, anything like that. That's all I got for you today. Take care, and we'll talk to you soon.